It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Locked on podcast network presents locked on sports today. The Philadelphia Eagles came so close last year. How will Jalen Hurts and company follow it up this season? Also, the Titans quarterback situation gets a little blurrier, and Bijan Robinson will lead the NFL in rushing. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story Eagles Browns on Thursday night was your quintessential preseason game. It was sloppy. It started with a safety, but we saw plenty of flash from some exciting young players, including some tantalizing looks at some rookies. And ultimately, no one really cares how the game ends. It doesn't actually matter who won. You know, Camilleri from Locked On Eagles joins me now. In the last game, he and I talked about Gino very much cared who won because it was the Super Bowl. Now, Gino, though, we're seeing clips. We're seeing plays like. Uh, you're, you have a rookie in Nolan Smith bending the edge to get a pressure looking like Gumby over there. We're seeing cl- clips from Jalen Carter, who looks absolutely unbelievable. How how reasonable is it to say this this team could actually be better than the team we saw last year go to the Super Bowl because of some of this young talent? Ooh. The thing with that is you have to let the players develop, right? It's going to take some time, but you can see it. And that's what this preseason is all about. It's that next evolution because up until now, you've seen the guys in nothing but shorts doing stuff at the combine. They've had limited time in camp, especially with Nick Sirianni. He doesn't put the guys in pads that often. But man, when Jalen Carter went out there, you see his first rep against the Ravens and he just throws the old guy aside and he yeah, gets to the quarterback. It's, it's unbelievable. And then you see Nolan Smith against the Browns. It's quintessential. How the heck did these guys fall to the Philadelphia Eagles? And one thing that Howie Roseman has done a fantastic job with since he has become 
this next evolution of himself is not overthinking it. And man, you look at two Georgia Bulldogs that played in big moments in SEC championship games, draft those guys. And when they come in here to a defense that already has veterans in a situation where you have a new defensive coordinator that can really mold them into what he wants, it just seems that this rookie class has so much potential. And outside of those two guys, I think the bell of the ball might be safety Sidney Brown out of Illinois. This kid is flying around the football field, started training camp with the third unit, got first team reps this week. And at that position, outside of Reed Blankenship, you don't have anybody that you could put in there. You don't have a Chauncey Gardner Johnson walking through those doors. Heck, you don't even have a Marcus Epps walking through those doors, but Sidney Brown is the highest safety that they've drafted in nearly a decade. And it goes to show why you have to invest at positions that you might not like to put high draft picks into, but when you're not going to spend in free agency, that's the only way that you can get better. And attacking this draft class, we knew coming in with two first round picks that it could be historic. And right away, it looks like those dividends are already paying off. Yeah, you mentioned drafting a pair of Bulldogs in this most recent draft. How about a pair of Bulldogs after a pair of Bulldogs, Jordan Davis right. and N'Kobe Dean the year before? Let's just pull from the best defense maybe we've ever seen, that Georgia mm-hmm. team from two years ago. Still, though, there is this question about a Super Bowl hangover. We see it so often. How do you recover from having a game that, if you're Philadelphia, you feel like you had that game won at various points? So... What what gives you confidence that they can mentally, culturally recover from that loss and move forward here? I think there's three main points to this. One, it's those core four veterans that they still have there that were on that 2017 Super Bowl team and saw what maybe hanging around in the mud can do to a team and say, we're just going to hang on our laurels of last year. And you saw what happened in 2018 and 2019 and 2020. Then you have to look at the head coach and the connection with the quarterback. Those two guys haven't won anything. They weren't part of that 2017 team. And Jalen Hurts especially has been a guy who has overcome so much adversity in college. And now he's doing it again in the NFL. And I think the third thing is all of these young guys we were just talking about They know nothing but success. And part of Howie Roseman's new tenure, I call it, is getting guys that come from these high caliber universities where there's one thing in mind. It's walk through the doors. We're going to be ranked number one and we're going to go in and win a national championship. And if you don't think culture matters in sport, especially in the National Football League, how can you watch the 2017 Eagles beat that Tom Brady performance of 505 passing yards and say otherwise. All three of those things hopefully can put the Eagles in a position where they don't just hang around in the mud too much and they're going to be proactive and go on the offensive, especially in this NFC, Peter. I know you know how wide open this entire conference is. You have to go and attack right now. Stay up to date all year on the Philadelphia Eagles by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Eagles on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Titans quarterback situation got a little bit murky on Thursday. Before we get to that, a Chiefs superfan is in big-time legal trouble. 
Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on point spreads, on player props, on point totals, and all sorts of other things. You can sign up and place a bet on the Dolphins to win it all and get paid for every win they accumulate in the regular season. One of my personal favorite Super Bowl bets. And you get those bonus bets for wins that happened before the Super Bowl. You can also jump in on some NFL division futures. The favorites in the NFC West are the 49ers. FanDuel has San Fran's odds of taking the division crown at minus 165, but the Seahawks right behind them at two to one. I liked it better when it was four to one, but I still like two to one. Then the Rams at 10 to one and the Cardinals. Well, they have no shot. They're 27 to one to win the division. You can also combine pop bets within a game to make a same game parlay for even bigger payouts. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. A federal grand jury indicted an infamous Kansas City Chiefs superfan Wednesday in Kansas City, according to a U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Missouri. Xavier Babadar is accused of three counts of armed bank robbery, one count of bank theft, 11 counts of money laundering, and four counts of transporting stolen property across state lines. Federal prosecutors allege the 29-year-old laundered the proceeds through casinos in the Midwest and used the funds to attend Chiefs home and away games. Babadar, known on Twitter as Chiefsaholic, wore a gray wolf suit to games and often was shown on broadcasts. In total, authorities allege he stole more than 800 grand. In baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers look to escape LA with a win over the Dodgers. Hi everybody, Chuck Freeman, Lockdown Brewers here in the studio. Uh, what a useless three days this was for the Brewers in L.A. Didn't compete. Did anybody really expect Willie Adamas to do anything in the ninth inning when he had the guy on second base? Freelick on second base and you know, goes down swinging. Just been par for the course for this entire team. Corbett Burns, seven innings, two hits. Scoreless tie. High amps, who's been pitching great, gives up the home run to Austin Barnes in the bottom of the eighth inning. I'm not going to blame Piamps. He's been terrific. Got to score a run to win the game. Just pathetic offensively against the Dodgers. I mean, this team just can't su- sustain any amount of success. They, they sweep the White Sox. They throw it right back in Los Can't I just said, you can't get swept in Los Angeles, and here they do. Just, just what a, three days of a waste of time. We'll talk more about it in Lockdown Brewers. The Red Sox try to get things rolling against the Nationals. Hi, this is Gabby from Lockdown Red Sox. Another frustrating loss for this Red Sox team. 
for the second day in a row. The problem yesterday was the offense didn't show up. The problem today was the offense did show up, but the pitching didn't. Just a variety of different issues with Chris Sale, Josh Winkowski, Chris Murphy, all just not having it and giving up a handful of runs. The Red Sox lost 10 to 7 and lost the series against the Washington Nationals, a team they should have easily been able to beat. It's getting really irritating that they can't play good baseball against these under 500 teams that are very much out of it. Um, Oakland's another example. The Cardinals are another example. They're just very inconsistent, and it's incredibly frustrating. Should have won this one, but all they got to do is just brush it off and move on to the next series. But absolutely frustrating games, some fielding mistakes, just all around not a good game. And the Mets and Cardinals squared off in a matchup of what happened to these guys? Adam Wainwright's bid for career win 199 fails again, but this time it wasn't his fault. It's J.D. from Locked on Cardinals and Wayno in his eighth attempt at getting career win 199 pitched pretty darn well against the Mets. Three runs on four hits, one of them a two-run bomb by Pete Alonzo. Three walks, two strikeouts over six innings. You'll take that from Adam Wainwright this season and with this Cardinals offense, who normally is pretty darn good. But on the other side tonight, it was former Cardinal Jose Quintana, and he was dealing for New York. Just two runs on three hits, one of those a dinger by Tyler O'Neill. Five strikeouts, and on this night, that was enough to beat the Cardinals as they fall 4-2. to two. Wainwright drops to 3-8 and eight on the season and most certainly has earned another shot at career win 199 next week. For the latest updates and info, be sure to keep it locked on Cardinals. Here is another story you need to know. The Tennessee Titans are trying to put together a plan at quarterback and preseason training camp, all of that stuff, trying to give them some information. It doesn't help when your presumed number one receiver, other than DeAndre Hopkins, of course, Traylon Burks, is now going to miss some time with an LCL injury. Luckily, not an ACL or something much Worse, Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans joins me now. And Tyler, let's talk about this Traylon Burks injury because he was a player who was not quite the first round player they wanted him to be last year in terms of productivity and consistency. Part of that was this offense was an entire mess. I don't have to tell you that. So how how much does this set back Burks and this offense development right now? Well, I think they're really, really lucky that it isn't anything that looks long-term. And Mike Vrabel spoke after Thursday's joint practice with with the Vikings, and he called it a best-case scenario, which for Mike Vrabel, who is you know pretty down the middle of the road with pretty much anything, we could do better, there was good, there was bad. He never really leans one way or the other. For him to be that positive and optimistic about it, that kind of certifies that he's probably telling the truth on this. He wouldn't go out of his way to uh, lie on the positive side of things. So I, I think that's good for the Titans. Strained LCL. Could be anywhere from two to six weeks. If I were the Titans with how early it is, I would probably be a little bit more conservative. But at the end of the day, they really can't afford to not have him on the field. I think you think about the Titans offense. It's not like they're a you know, three wide receiver team that's going to be airing it out. They like to have their two tight ends on the field. They need two bigger wide receivers that can block. And having Burks who can run those deep routes and threaten the single high safety on the deep post and can kind of open things up over the middle for Hopkins, who maybe not, might not be the most athletically explosive guy of all time at wide receiver. He kind of wins in different ways. So I think the skill sets of Hopkins and Burks blend together so well within what the Titans do on offense that it makes those two much more important to the Titans 
then uh, then maybe it would be the top two receivers uh, around the league. And then I think the other factor is the Titans don't have anyone else to speak of at wide receiver past those two. So it's kind of, uh, you know, how much Burks can mean and then the fact that you have nothing even close to replace him. That's the two big issues going on at the same time. And someone has to throw them the ball. This year, it's going to be yes. Ryan Tannehill. But next year, who knows? We've seen Will Levis in a very, Will Levis, excuse me, in a very small sample size, the rookie out of Kentucky. We saw Malik Willis last mm. year in a couple games, and he led an impressive drive against the Chicago Bears in preseason a week ago, where he looked very comfortable against a defense we expect to potentially be a bit improved here. And now Will Levis is hurt, his status in doubt for this weekend. So how much how much does that complicate this quarterback battle here, Ty? It's such a big advantage to Malik Willis, not only because he's going to get additional reps, but last week when both of them played, they went a couple of drives apiece, two, two drives, three drives, the next guy comes in, and it's hard to develop a rhythm. Now, Mike Vrabel said that was on purpose because whoever wins this battle is still going to be the backup quarterback, so they need to be able to come in and not have that rhythm and still be productive. So that's what the Titans were doing by design. But I think now letting Willis actually get that rhythm and know, hey, I'm playing the entire game. Brian Tannehill is not going to play in the game. So it'll just be Malik Willis. They can't sign anybody on Friday and have them play in the game. I mean, I guess maybe they could, but I think they would rather just give all of the reps to Malik Willis. That allows him to get in a rhythm and to, to actually know that he's not coming out and not have to be looking over his shoulder. And I thought Malik Willis was the better quarterback in the first week of the preseason. Yeah. I, I scored the battle 10-9 to 9 to act like boxing, you know what I mean? 10-9, to 9, I thought both guys had their ups and downs, but Willis was just a bit more impressive. And I'll say this, Pete, I, I think that if Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon knew what they were going to get from Malik Willis this year and how much he'd improve, I don't know if they would have traded up to get Will Levis. That That's an interesting what-if question that is going to be talked about, at least on my show, Locked on Titans, going forward, because I think that both these quarterbacks aren't that far apart from each other. And I think that when they drafted Levis, they were hoping that they would get somebody who was significantly further ahead than Malik Willis. And now that's not necessarily the case. Plus, the injury is going to set him behind. Uh, in a perfect world, Ryan Tannehill plays all year, and Will Levis doesn't get to play another live snap until next preseason. And then how much uncertainty is there going to be around him? Like, it, it just makes it more difficult that that Will Levis isn't able to participate if that ends up being the case. Still remains to be seen, but he left practice early on Thursday, so that is concerning. Stay up to date all year on the Tennessee Titans by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Titans on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, we look at why Bijan Robinson will lead the NFL in rushing this year. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In an age of the NFL that's all about the passing game, the Atlanta Falcons used their first round pick on a running back, Bijan Robinson. He's super talented. And Arthur Smith loves to run the ball. That combination... 
as Locked On NFL scouting co-host Kyle Krabs believes, will pay off big time. Bijan Robinson will be the rushing king in 2023. He will be the NFL's rushing leader at the end of the road. Uh, I think he's in that good of a situation. I think Atlanta would be wise with everything that they have around them on the offensive line and the style of the offensive play to feature him as much as possible. So put me down, Bijan Robinson, your rushing king. And you can look across some of the other projections, like Josh Jacobs being the only player on his team with over 100 yards and 2,000 yards from scrimmage from Derrick Henry. And you can probably read between the lines and, and, and guess what kind of rushing production I would be forecasting for B. John Robinson in that case. Look, I want to tell you that this doesn't happen and rookies just don't win the rushing title, but this just happened. In fact, it just happened in back-to-back seasons. Kareem Hunt and Ezekiel Elliott won it as rookies in back-to-back seasons. The problem for B. John Robinson is not that whether or not he's good enough to actually win the rushing title. He is. The problem is opportunity. This is a backfield that already has Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson in the backfield. He's just not going to get enough carries to make this work. He's going to put up, eventually, certainly, huge numbers, run and pass. He is a versatile, electric back. He just is not going to be, even if he's the lead back, getting the sort of workload that guys like Nick Chubb, for example, are going to get. He's really talented. This is not about his talent level. It's just about opportunity. And Bijan, at least this year, not going to get it. And finally, Harry Sadu, former mayor of Anaheim, pleaded guilty to charges involving corruption and leaking confidential city information during the sale of Angel Stadium to the Los Angeles Angels Major League Baseball Club in 2018. This is according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. In a story that is made for the big screen, Sidhu provided confidential information to the Angel representatives to ensure the purchase would be bought on terms favorable to them. He then followed all of this up by destroying evidence so he couldn't be linked to the corruption. Or so he thought. And court documents said this was all so the Angels would make a million-dollar donation to his campaign. Baseball and organized crime sound like plot for a good Batman movie. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, who looks most ready to hit the ground running in the upcoming NFL season? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.